You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. For the week I have been bringing the word from Revelation chapter 14 verse 6 to 12. By God's grace, by Yahweh's grace, I will endeavor to do justice to this week. Just keep me in your prayers because Yahweh says that anyone who reads this book of Revelation will receive a special blessing. Satan does not want you to know what's contained within this book. So he's telling preachers all over the world, the book of Revelation is sealed. That's a lie from the pit of hell. So again, Revelation means unveiling or revealing. It is Yahweh's book in a very unique way because it begins the revelation of Yahushua HaMashiach. That's Revelation 1.1. It even gives a word picture of him in Revelation chapter 1 verse 13 to 16, a great description of who Yahushua is in his glorified state. No other book reveals Yahushua and his last day instructions and plans for his work and his people as does the book of Revelation. That is why Satan is attacking this book. That is why he's saying that the book is a closed book. But today, we are going to open this book of Revelation, the unveiling of the plan that Yahweh has for you and for me, and his instructions that he has given unto us. This book was written primarily for you and for me of this day. Revelation describes Yahweh's end-time people. It describes it with startling clarity, pinpoint accuracy. It makes the Bible comes to life in living colors, when you see the last day events depicted in Revelation taking place, it also tells precisely what Yahweh's church should be preaching in the last days of earth's history. Revelation 14, 6-14, the three angels' messages, these are the messages that the churches should be preaching today. But sadly, many people do not preach them because... It will expose the lies of the devil. But before we get into the word, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today asking for your guidance, asking for your Holy Spirit to draw near to us. Open the hearts and minds of the hearers. The prophecies of Daniel and Revelation are the sermons that should be preached today in the churches. But sadly, this is not the case. So I pray that those who hear your word, you will give them understanding. Give them the courage to question and to challenge what they hear being taught to them today in their churches. And I pray that you will touch hearts, change lives, and save souls in no other name but Yahushua HaMashiach with thanksgiving. Amen. Fair Yahweh. Revelation 14 verse 7. John the Revelator said, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear Yahweh and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth, and the sea and the fountains of water. That's the first angel's message. Now let's do some justice to this word today. I've already told you about the hour of his judgment on Monday. Living in the judgment hour. 
Yesterday was the everlasting gospel. But now we're going to look at fear Yahweh and give glory to him. Hey, is somebody listening to me today? Fear Yahweh and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. But we're going to look at fear Yahweh. Now, fearing Yahweh does not mean being scared. It doesn't mean running away from him. Imagine a father has children. And when he goes out to work and he's coming back home, the children are so afraid of him coming into the house that they run to hide. Some under the bed, some in the closet, some in the bathroom because they're so scared of their father. But this is not the fear I am talking about, listeners. No, no, no. The fear that we are talking about means to revere or to reverence the Most High, the Holy One of Israel. That's what it means to fear Him, to trust Him, to love Him. Come on, somebody, let me hear amen today. We should look upon Yahweh with love. We should trust Him and respect Him. We should be eager to do His bidding. This keeps us from evil. By the fear of the Most High, one departs from evil, Solomon said in Proverbs 16.6. Solomon the wise man also said, Fear Yahweh and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. But today, sadly, the fool said in his heart, There is no God, there is no Elohim. Today, people want to give reverence and respect to man in whom is the breath of life. They die and they go to the dirt and they see corruption. Worms eat them. That is man. He sees corruption. There's nothing in man. And today we are so scared of man in whom is the breath of life. All Yahweh has to do is wink at him and he, and he just dries up like an old tree. Don't fear man. Fear Yahweh who gives you the breath of life. Today I'm talking some deep hard words because we are living in the last days of earth's history. And the word has got to be preached with vigor. With zeal. And we have got to blow the trumpet in the four corners of these beautiful Virgin Islands that will go up in flame one day when he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So get ready. Get on board, Virgin Islands. Get on board, world, because your master is coming. But by the fear of the Most High, one departs from evil. <laughs> Look at the evil that is going on in the world today. Don't go too far. Just look at these Virgin Islands. The evil, the wickedness, the corruption, the bloodshed. Come on, am I talking truth today? Because no one fears Yahweh. Psalms 103 verse 15 says, As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourish it. As a flower of the field, so he flourish it. The sun comes up on it in the morning. It's scorched and it withers away. So who is man? Why are you afraid of man? Why do you worship man? The scripture says, Curse is he that puts his trust and confidence in man in whom is the breath of life. Vain is the help of man. Fair Yahweh who created the heavens and the earth. Sometimes we put so much trust in man that Yahweh has to bring him down. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 4 to 5 says, Trust in the Most High Yahweh always, for in Yahweh is your everlasting strength. He humbles the proud and brings the haughty city to the dust. 
its walls come crashing down. That's from the Living Bible. I, I want to bring it in today's present language. We put our trust and we exalt men so high in pedestals. But Yahweh brings them down because man should not be worshipped. Man was not created to be worshipped. Man is the creature and Yahweh is the creator. But today we worship the creature and we do not worship the creator. Now let's go to give glory to him. Give glory to Yahweh. You see, we fulfill this command when we praise, thank and obey Yahweh for his goodness to us. One of the major sins of the last days is unthankfulness. That is why Paul said, that is why Paul said in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Wait for it, unthankful and unholy, unthankful. This is what is happening today. One of the great sins in the world today is unthankfulness. Yahweh wakes you up in the morning. You rush off to work without praying. You rush off to work without even reading your Bible for weeks and months. And when you get into trouble, when the earth begins to shake, when the winds begin to blow, everyone remembers God. Everyone remembers Yahweh and begins to play all sorts of gospel songs until the storm passes and goes back to playing all sorts of ridiculous songs. Am I talking sense today? Worshiping the Creator, this command rejects idolatry of all kinds, including self-worship, and it repudiates the theory of evolution, which denies that Yahweh is Creator and Redeemer. Many books and talk shows stress self-esteem, which can lead to self-worship. Christians find their value in Yahushua, who makes us sons and daughters of Yahweh. Today, idolatry. Let's get to idolatry. Idolatry, that is the worship of material possessions. Anything we put before Yahweh, anything we put before honoring Him and worshiping Him is idolatry. We go into idolatry by, by worshiping our material possession, by worshiping our money, our houses, our cars, our boats, our children, our wives, our husbands, our girlfriends. That's idolatry. Idol worship, whatsoever it is, whether it's a piece of wood carved out into an image, whether it is melted gold, anything that we put up, any shrine, that we put in the place of Yahweh is idolatry, going after false gods. Your money can't take you to heaven. Your riches can't take you there. When the Titanic sank on that fateful night and sank to the murky depths of the ocean, there were millionaires there, multi-millionaires, went down with their riches could not save them, went down with their jewelry and their gold and their silver, and it could not save them. Have mercy. There's so much witchcraft in the land, so much witchcraft in the world. The world is crying out for deliverance because it's, it's burdened down with sin and evil and wickedness. Someone interviewed these people who uh, they call themselves witches or warlocks and people who worship Satan. And they said that at midnight is when they do their most evil and wicked incantations upon the inhabitants of this earth. Because there's not enough Christians praying. There's not enough Christians 
praying because the Christians are asleep, tired, worn out. So these people get up and they begin to do their thing around midnight, between midnight and two in the morning. They're up doing their evil deeds on the earth and there's not enough Christians to pray against these things to plead the blood of Yahushua. And the three angels' messages, this is why it's very important. This is why the book of Revelation is not a closed book. Listen to what the preacher is saying today. So worshiping Yahweh as creator debunks all of these foolish theory of evolution which denies that Yahweh is creator and redeemer. The gospel includes the creation and redemption of the world by Yahweh our Elohim. Worshipping the creator includes worshipping him on the day that he set aside as a memorial of creation, the seventh day Sabbath. Make no mistake about it, my listeners. Revelation 14 verse 7 refers to the seventh day Sabbath. This is made very clear by the fact that the words made heaven and earth, the sea, were lifted right out of the Sabbath commandment of Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11. So you see why Satan doesn't want you to read the book of Revelation or understand it? Or why some preachers do not preach Revelation? It will expose Satan's lies and his counterfeits. The major emphasis of the three angels' messages is that salvation has been provided for everyone through Yehoshua HaMashiach. He gives his righteousness to cover our past and miraculously imparts his righteousness to us daily so that we will grow in grace and become like him. With him, we cannot fail. Without him, we cannot succeed. Let that sink in a bit there. With Yehoshua, we cannot fail. Without Yahushua, we cannot succeed. Brothers and sisters, the three angels' messages is the promulgation of the everlasting gospel, the gospel that lasts forever. The three angels' messages explains, one, Yahweh's judgment hour has arrived. Two, come out of fallen Babylon. Three, do not receive the mark of the beast. We are heading there fast. Look at what's happening around us. Look at the economy. Cryptocurrency, bitcoins, they want to get rid of paper, bring in digital currency. Immediately following the teaching of the three angels' messages to all people, something momentous will take place. What is it? Well, tell us, evangelist. Listen to me carefully. John the Revelator said in Revelation 14 and verse 14, then I looked and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown. Immediately after the teaching of the three angels and messages to every person, Yahushua will return in the clouds to take his people to their heavenly home. At his appearing, the great 1,000-year blackout of Revelation chapter 20 will begin, or the millennium. Brothers and sisters, this is a very serious and somber topic we are discussing today. The three angels' messages. You may ask the question, is it possible, evangelist, for someone to be preaching Yahushua's full end-time truth for today without including the three angels' messages? Hey, a resounding no. There's no way 
anybody could say that they're preaching the everlasting gospel without including this message of the three angels. It is impossible. It's like somebody that is cooking your favorite dish and leaves out the most important ingredient. Or it's like someone cooking food for you and not putting salt in it. There's no way impossible to be preaching the everlasting gospel today and leave out the three angels' messages. Also, my friends, no one has the right to call his messages the everlasting gospel if he omits the three angels' messages. When your pastor is preaching and is saying that he's preaching the everlasting gospel, if you do not hear him make reference to this message here in Revelation chapter 14 verse 6 to 14 he is not preaching the everlasting gospel if it doesn't have in the three angels in it it's impossible the three angels messages prepare people for Yahushua's second coming unless you hear understand and accept Yahushua's three-point end time messages you may not be prepared for his second coming friends do you feel thankful to learn that Jehoshua has a special three-point message to guide and to assist his people in these last days of earth's history? I am very thankful for the three angels' messages. Go home and read it prayerfully, and Yahweh will explain it to you. Don't, don't be scared about the book of Revelation with the symbols of beasts and and, and dragons and, and all of this, they're just symbolism representing, representing earthly powers and kingdoms. But Yahweh is in control. He is in control. And I'm thankful today that I serve an Elohim, that I serve a Savior who loves me so much that he gave me the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation, specifically Revelation today, that we may know what will take place on the earth. That's how much he loves you and me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today, I want to give you thanks for your word. I pray that your word that has gone forth will bring forth fruit. I pray that you will open their eyes and their understanding. Guide them, Father. Teach them your word. Take away from them the spirit of bondage. And I thank you, Father, for touching hearts, changing lives, and saving souls. God bless you. Until tomorrow, God's willing where we shall delve deeper into the word of the Most High. Stay safe and stay praying. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.